Hi, Mom. Hi, Megs. Welcome back to our podcast, What's Your Take? We are a mother-daughter duo. And we're discussing all the things. everyone and welcome back to the podcast if you are new here thank you for tuning in we hope you stick around okay so in this episode we talk about mental health taking care of your mental health during this insane year of 2020 well it is with great pleasure i am honored and privileged to introduce our special guest on our podcast who i've known since day one of her life before day one maybe not exactly day one but you know maybe month one or something when you were my little niece and godchild and flower girl and (laughs) counselor commiserator (laughs) and always happy to talk all the things counseling as well as anything really the venting is the best venting yes and Meg was yuck honored to be here I was um Ethan was on a call before and I was like are you gonna be done by five I have a podcast to record and then I was like can you go get me my kombucha I'm preparing for my podcast so you're like I feel a little famous well, thank you yeah, for being so, here, Meg. We're so happy to have you here, Meg, because there's so much, you know, we're, we're all facing pandemic fatigue, I, I feel. I think everyone, I don't know, I guess this has been going on. I couldn't not believe when I was listening to the um, NPR or CPR, we call it here in Colorado. Is it up to nine months, 10 months that we've yeah. been in this pandemic? Can you believe it? That is just shocking to me. Yeah, I know. And I, I remember in the beginning thinking like, oh, it was funny. I was looking through my text messages, searching for something. You know how you can like look through old texts. And it was funny because I was like going back and forth with Ethan. It was our very last day of school um, before we went remote. And I was like, oh my gosh, like admin is having a meeting right now. Like when we were talking about the cases, just like not knowing what's to come. So I know. I remember our last day on the Friday, we all, of course... It was it was the Friday before spring break anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then we also heard like, hey, you know, you might want to clean, bring things home. So we all, of course, went to a bar to celebrate the Friday. <laughs> we're all sitting together inside, um, maybe twelve of us, close shoulder to shoulder, and one of the teachers, her husband's like, get out of there. It's airborne. This is back in March. And we're like, no, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. We went skiing. And I was, like, using the bathrooms, like, breathing on people. And looking Ugh. back, I'm like, well, we didn't know yet. But, yeah, yeah. it's wild. I know. I think I went skiing one of the last weekends it was open. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy because I'm not a big skier, so. Mm. Um, no, it's been an insane year. And I feel like my mental health has been at an all-time low. Is that the right mm-hmm. word? Oh. Okay. Well, I just feel like it's been hard to, like... Yeah. I think it depends on the week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and the uncertainty, too. Like, yeah. we're just constantly... There's, like, something else that we're totally, putting our totally. into. And something I wrote down... Um, I was thinking a lot about... I think before, when I was younger, like, mental health... About, like, what's happening with you and your brain and you person... Like 
individually, but I, lately I'm like, we have to name that it's like our surroundings too. And not yeah. always just put it on ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so many things that can deteriorate our mental health. Totally. And it's not just like, and I feel like it's been like victim blaming for a long time, the world, you know, and like mm-hmm. our society is kind of victim blaming in the way where it's like, oh, well, that's your issue. But I think it's also like system issue too. Yeah. Well, I also have like recently been better about what I consume, whether it's like mm-hmm. if I, you know, am on the news too much and, you know, obviously I have to take everything with a grain of salt and what people post in social media. But lately I've been like muting accounts or, you know, like if mom. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking up um, something I want to share in a minute. So I'm just looking um, But I'm up. just saying like I've been more conscious of staying off social media mm-hmm. or like posting and then getting off and then just not taking in like news all the time I feel like when COVID first happened I was reading the news a lot like I'm sure we all were but now with an election season and all this I'm like I just need to read a book instead of reading the news and that could be an ignorant thing but no I think Maggie this reminds me of something I just saw that's what I was looking up so of course on Instagram Lawrence University where Charles goes on their thing it said hey you we see you doom scrolling Take a break, get off social media, put your phone down, do something for your mental health. Isn't that great? Yeah, I'll send it to you later. It's a good, I see those sometimes, it's a good reminder. And I think that's part of like going against everything that's happening and like the resistance or whatever is like taking care of yourself because we can't, like it is impossible to not get burnt out. Totally. our jobs in a pandemic and you know racism and protests and the election and like we have to take that break so we can be you know help like for me I'm a counselor so I am helping others yeah yeah or, like taking on other emotions a lot but yeah it's oh, funny just... though because right before the pandemic I don't know if you remember Reen I called you because I was just like I can't I'm like so burnt yeah. out I can't I, I can't be a counselor anymore and for a while I was I like remember. oh did I cause this because I was like can something just happen yeah. Megan you caused this mom. pandemic <laughs> and that slowing down time actually like helped me to like regain yeah I think my mental health back a little bit because it was like, whoa, I wasn't, like, going, 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 and there was that time period for me. Totally. It was, like, yeah, a couple months where I was, like, really reset. Yeah, I just to um, make a point with that, Megan, I want to hear what your typical day or week looks like now, but I recall also that many students who really found the online situation to be a sense of relief their anxiety reduced because they could be at home mm-hmm. in a safe place and for some of course they really miss their friends and the live contact mm-hmm. but there were some positives and, and I think there still are yes. with s- some of us who really like being at home yeah. and can you know learn um there, you know it's uh, you have to weigh the pros and the cons with it but maybe that was that was a gift given to mm-hmm. you to sort of think and reflect 
yeah. but now how have things changed i would love i really want to hear what your typical day is like when you wake up in the morning or what your typical week is like compared to what it was pre-pandemic mm-hmm. well i think the thing that so the first thing that i i that's positive for me is like the waking up time and really having the morning and mm-hmm. like being able to like wake up make my coffee and not like run out the door so I'm able yeah. to have more of like a ritual no traffic probably no traffic I think um yeah I'm on zoom like, I am on meetings all day and it's not doing the work that I really like the work that I love all the time it's like yeah. more um, meetings with you know staff meetings and um you know the stuff that you're you have once a week and you kind of like get through um but it's for me it feels like less of that student interaction um students stopping by my office or um just being able to kind of gauge somebody's mood or um how they're doing by being around them and their energy and like I don't think anything can replace that no no yeah um and so I think, yeah, it's a lot of meetings. Like I was in front of my computer all day today. Um, and people are burnt out. I think in the beginning of the year, we started with, we were like, okay, we have more of a system now, but there's fatigue. Like there's tension and fatigue yeah. and constantly trying to figure out how to be equitable and flexible because there is a split. Like for some, it's great to be home. And then for others, it's like they have a lot of other home stuff going on. So how, is, how can learning ever be equitable in that way? It can't. Yeah. Totally. Are you, is your school doing anything in the building at all? Like anything at all? Any classes, meetings? Some schools, no, like the district I came from, is they alternate days. They split it in half. And then Wednesdays is day yeah Wednesday was the day off altogether for everyone but teachers still go in and teach remotely on their computer but in an empty classroom (laughs) you know so I think there's some every school is handling in district yeah but yours is no one's going into the building no teachers can go in if they really need to but there's a whole system um I think maybe because we are a bigger district um but no we're not doing any in person in person nothing Uh, Um, and also you know your mom is my sister and she's a librarian and my aunt and I wonder if you've been talking with her too about her experience out there in New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah they're going say? I think they're hybrid right now so she does go in but certain students go in at certain times and it's really um, structured I think too like it depends on the age and it's funny because when the CDC first came out last year with like I don't know what they thought social distancing would look like in high school and they were like high school students will be able to social distance no problem and I was like have you ever been in high, high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like PDA by the lockers and yeah. <laughs> my office is, a, is small and so so for right now the first cutoff was November fifth and then we won't be going back until um so that's been extended. So January twenty oh. eighth is the next cutoff. Wow. I'll be until at least the twenty eighth. Of January. It'll probably be extended. Wow. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest yeah. part about this year of 2020 has been that no one expected this, obviously. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that everyone's learning how to adapt to and how, you know, whether, oh, I'm going to travel or I'm not. Or, I mean, you had to adapt also, Meg, with your wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about your wedding. So- it's 
kind of funny because we actually, I think, did what was meant, what we were meant to do. Yeah, I kind of um, agree for you guys. Yeah, like, I, I think the biggest bummer is not getting, like, everyone together that I want, like, all of us and yeah. friends and family. Like, that that was the biggest bummer. But also, I would have been stressed out. So, like, mental <sighs> health. Like, I, I'm i an anxious person, and I think I'm always, um, and I have anxiety, but I think I'm always worried about, like, other people. And people would be like, it's your day, it's fine. But I would be like, I want everyone to feel good and, yeah. Yeah. and have a great time and... So that was hard. And you really do kind of get caught up in those little things of like, like I don't flower know, like the wedding stuff. And, yeah. 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 Like we're, who's going to sit next to Aunt Rain? Like, yeah, she smells. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, do I have I, to Did you see I Aunt Rain's dress? Ew. Okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I would love for you to describe it. Maggie, I'm sure you can post something maybe a photo with Meg's permission oh. of the beautiful venue that, but maybe just describe to our yeah. listeners just what your, what it was like. What did you do? Who was there? Kind of describe the scenery. What was your favorite besides everything? But was there one or two real favorite moments that just, you just always hold on to and grab on to when you think about yeah. that? Yeah. So, um, the, I think I was really happy that we made the decision when we did. Cause it's funny. Cause people were like, everyone was traveling to us, you know, and people were like, Oh, it'll be done by then. And by the time it was August 1st, which was the original day of our wedding, um, only 20 people could be in a space at a time at restaurants. So yeah. like, and also we were just worried to add on to more anxiety. Like if we, if I knew people's health might be in danger at my own wedding, like that, like yeah. I was just no. like, I can do this. So no. yeah. You don't want to hear something after and be like, Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, um, we kind of made the decision on a whim. We were FaceTiming with my parents and, just kind of trying to figure out like maybe we should do it in like October like a small thing and then I was like maybe we were going to Montana anyway to go backpacking and I was like maybe we should just elope and my dad was like oh man like your face kind of like looked excited about that so maybe that's what you should do so like our families are really supportive yeah yeah um and as Fred's crying his eyes out though I'm sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, and I know, I know it was hard for people yeah. not to be there, but our big thing was either everybody's excluded or nobody is. Yeah. So, like, Ethan's family lives here in Portland, and we couldn't, so we didn't want to do it here. Like, we were just like, we need to actually elope. Oh. So, so we call Peter. You all know Peter. Yes. Um, yes. who was just thinking he was going to go on a backpacking trip with us, and he became our officiant our he's a good officiant though our bridesmaid (laughs) the ring bearer the flower girl yep the videographer he yep picture (laughs) photography everything the caterer Um, he and he was great but so ethan and i drove to missoula and um to get our our marriage license and we stayed in an airbnb there that night in missoula's in montana and he um so he was like, yeah, I looked up the backpack. So basically our plan was to backpack out and have our wedding just in the middle of nowhere. Um, so Ethan, you know, said, oh, it's going to be like mm, eight or nine miles flat. So the night before he goes, <laughs> like, 
Um, it's actually 15 miles, and it's, like, uphill the whole way. He said it's uphill the first few miles. He knew it the whole time, let's be honest. What do you mean by few? And he's, like, six. I was like, Google what few means, and it's not six. (laughs) But we were like, all right, we're just going to do it. And I think when I set my mind into something, I just do it. So we, and we have, you know, it's not like we have been really exercising or anything. So we just did, so Peter, Ethan, and I, we packed backpacks full. I had my dress on the back, rolled up on the bottom. Um, That's so fun. Ethan carried the flowers. We had cans of champagne. Um, and yeah, it was, so the hike was really hard by the end. So like, it was like, we, it took us, let's see, we left around like one, um, in the afternoon, noon or one, and then got there around like 10 at night. Um, It was a long hike. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was so long. And we kind of had it in our minds that we could camp along the way, but I was like, we just need to get there because we were going to get married that next day. And I was like. I don't like unpacking and then packing. Yeah, and yeah. Want to yeah. You want to settle and yeah. Wow, man. So yeah, so we woke up. So I want to say the best thing was the night before. We were like, "What time should we do everything?" And we were like, "Whenever we want," you know. Um, yeah, you don't have any time. You don't have to wait on family. Nothing. So. We got up in the morning, we, like, wrote our vows, and then Peter had a really sweet, like, he set up things for us, so he took me off to, like, do some yoga and, like, take deep breaths and meditate and drink champagne, and then Ethan, he made, um, drink whiskey and jump in the freezing cold lake. (laughs) I'm glad he didn't make you do that. Yeah, I know. I got, like, the really nice, um, Oh, he's so... Yeah, sweet. <laughs> and then, yeah, I put my dress on, and we had, like, a little... There was a beautiful lake, and then, like, waterfalls in the background and peaks in the background. And um, there was, like, a wooden... Like, a tree kind of fallen, mm-hmm. and it had the perfect little alcove. So we sat on there for our ceremony. And so pretty. Yeah. And Peter, it was the most beautiful know, day, wasn't it? it? The weather was perfect, too. Yeah. It was crazy, too, because in the morning it was um, it was kind of cloudy and a little windy, and honestly, it just, like, all stopped for the... <sighs> yeah. So, I do agree with you. I feel like, in a way, it was meant to be. And it's just, like, yeah. so you and Ethan. It just makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And we no, can really celebrate did. as a family, you know, when this is all over. And we will. And yeah. in, like, different pockets. And really, we've been kind of, like celebrating in you know like it's been prolonged too because then we got back and we like have little celebrations here and there and um yeah your bridal shower on zoom yeah and that too like just having everybody so even the bridal shower not everybody would have been able to make it and I literally had everybody there I mean I know it was on the computer but everybody from like all aspects of my life which yeah. is so cool. Yeah, like, I yeah. feel like even not in a pandemic, people at their bridal showers, you know, people have to fly in. There's always something happening. And it's like, there's no excuse not to get on Zoom. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not that people want to make an excuse, it. but, you know, it's easier to make it. Well, and I've been in a ton of weddings, and they're always amazing, and they're so fun. Um, but you put, it's a ton of money, 
And it's a lot of thinking about other people, which of course you want to have everybody feel good, like at your wedding. But it's like less about. Yeah, it's not about everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about you and me. Yeah. So I think Ethan happy to elope as well, obviously. Yeah, I think we looking back on it, like it was stressful making the decision, and we just we felt bad for our families and. But yeah, we we both are like, yeah. oh, that was that was sweet. Like, mm-hmm. that yeah, was, that, that worked out perfectly. Everyone wanted to be happy. Yeah, when yeah. you sent the photos and the video, I was like, I want to elope <laughs> in that place. No, it's really funny because people um, who are getting married, like in our lives in the future, are kind of like maybe we'll do something similar, like not as big, have it more of like a weekend yeah. and. Um, I don't know. I, I'm all for it. Like, I think it's going to shift the thinking for a lot of couples moving forward. Yeah. Really. I think everything is shifting, not just education and how we do our business, but things like that. What expectations are, what you sh- someone should do when they think about marriage. I think everything has just been yeah. thrown out the window and we're re it's almost adjusting. like yeah, an asteroid. it's almost like an asteroid hit the earth and everyone just like no. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and I I think too it's like this and weddings are amazing and I, like I'm not super traditional either and I was trying to figure out like how to be really true to myself in this like super traditional yeah way and I don't know I just some parts didn't feel uh, like we weren't going to do any of the extra things like I don't know what it like throw the bouquet or do any of that yeah, like yeah. it was just going to be like a big party uh, but yeah I think yeah, it was like it's it's a tradition and I like to question tradition so <laughs> uh, yes question everything <laughs> it's good how, so how talking about now let's maybe mental health and mm. yourself like how what is your self-care what kinds of things are you doing Ethan doing because is he working out of the house as well mm-hmm. so how's that going we <laughs> are co-workers um I was saying before so um today I said to Ethan and he's in here so he hears this I was like your Hi, voice Ethan. is really getting on my nerves <laughs> you know and he was like yeah like your voice gets on my nerves too and then but like it's funny because, and we're of course like joking, it's, it's fun, but seeing each other work has been really interesting. Like it's this new thing yeah. where like we know what each other is like in our jobs. And, and you know what like, the day looks like kind of. Yeah, so it's funny because he was like mocking some of the things and not mocking, but like making fun of some of the things that like me and my coworkers say, and it was like spot on, and I was dying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, we have the same thing, you know, because Richard's working on the house as well, and um, and so we're he's at one far end of the house down the basement. And I'm literally at the opposite end on the top floor. He's in the bottom floor, but not uh, the corner. But sometimes he'll walk by, and um, he'll say, "Wow, a lot of laughter going on in there," you know. <laughs> and then we come out for like a snack or whatever, and then go back in. 
Yeah. But I'm sure it's, it's much just, more peaceful now that we're not all there, Mom. It was hard when all three of the kids were home. I literally, I remember I had one Zoom meeting where I was like literally in the closet in the yeah. Zoom meeting because I couldn't find another place. You know? Yeah. And no, and one time we all, yeah, Charles was like on a class. I was in a class, and we all come out of our rooms, and we're like, is the Wi-Fi down? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just like that we're super grateful to be in a house right now, and um, but being in the one-bedroom apartment, like, we would be, run, we'd be like, do you have a meeting? And then one of us would, like, run into the bedroom, and then I'd have to be like, I hope, like, I don't have embarrassing things around, you know, because <laughs> I turn my camera on, and then... Dirty underwear in the corner. Yeah, like, is my bra hanging in on the side of my bed or whatever? Um, yeah. So it's nice to have a workspace. And I think that's part of, like, thinking about self-care is, like, leaving my computer in our, like, workspace and all my stuff. It's, like, I can leave it. Um, yeah. Like, you're not and, taking work to the couch with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of my self-care now is um for this year is like setting boundaries um and I might have sent you the book Maggie but uh a picture of it the unask your boundaries yes no that just um oh here we go you can cuss on our podcast by the way yeah okay but talk about talk about what that means oh nice Megan as far as setting boundaries I think it's really I think we have an idea but tell me how you've set them for yourself So I think for me specifically, um, well, also learning that I can set boundaries. I think when um, I became a school counselor and was like going through school, it wasn't something we really talked about. It was like, you need to be there all the time for your students. You need to answer those emails um, when you get them. You need to like give your whole self. and. Um, I've been unlearning that and like, no, like I have to put my computer away and things can wait till the morning. And of course there's some things that can't, like if somebody's physical safety yeah. is on the line, but like, no, I can leave that email to the morning. Yeah. And I think also I really don't answer phone calls from friends, um, unless it's a planned and a, like a set time because oh, by the like end of the that. day, I'm like, yeah, and I just, I can't answer random phone calls. And yeah. be like, do you want to set a date um, to have a Zoom or to have a phone call? And that's been working really well because I would get, like, get the phone call and then feel guilty if I didn't answer, totally. you know. And, um, but I just can't, I cannot do that all day. I can't talk on the phone. Yeah, that's how I feel <laughs> about texts. I feel like sometimes I'm mm. the worst at replying to texts, and then if I don't reply, I feel, like, guilty about it, or, and I don't know how to set a boundary with text, but maybe how you do with emails, where it's, like, this can just mm-hmm. wait till the next day. Yeah, and um, it's okay, you're just starting to make that the norm, like, I've made some new friends in Portland, and I remember, um, texted one of my new friends, and she texted me back the next day, and was like, sorry, sometimes I'm really bad at texting back, and I was like, me too, and it's just, like, just speak your truth, like, just say, like, yeah. I don't always text back right away, yeah. and that's just how I am. And, like, yeah. honestly, it's, I think, too, being a counselor, and I'm sure this, and I'm sure this happens to you, Maggie, just being the person you are, and, of course, Tareen, like, people come to you, I'm sure, a lot for, you know, if they're having an issue, yeah. and for people in your life that you care about, which, like, of course, I always want that, but, like, we don't always have to have the capacity for it. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's like you just have to make... Like, sometimes I feel like, okay, if I can't be there for myself right now, like, how can I yeah. give another Good person point. advice? And sometimes it does help to give another person advice because then I take my own, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if someone's yeah. stressed about the path of their life, like me and career and whatever, and I'll talk to them and be like, no, don't worry. And I'm like, right, take that. <laughs> but I was going to say, oh, shoot. Oh, when you said about setting boundaries, last night I was like, felt like I was just like unnecessarily scrolling on my phone, you know, reading about Denver now is in like phase two or whatever. Like safer at home again. And it was like stressing me out. I thought my gym was going to close, whatever. So I just shut off my phone for like three hours, just completely turned it off. And it like into the third hour, I totally like forgot like my phone even existed. You know, like I even just put on a movie and was just doing work on my computer or whatever. And I was like, that's a way and a boundary to just be like, you know, and sometimes I get anxious. Like, what if someone needs to contact me? It's like three hours out of my time is and the people in your life will be able like if somebody needs to contact you they will find you totally family member um a friend yeah i think this sense of like urgency in that way of like i need you right now and i even have been setting that boundary like at work with other Mm. staff like i can't like i just can't respond right away and there has to be like other systems in place so that because I'm, you know, I can't yeah. do I can't do everything in that moment. So well, I also um, well we're on the topic of boundaries. So I'm seeing and we're in a mental health um, episode. Taking care of your mental health with Meg. <laughs> I should title it. <laughs> um, so basically, I have therapy. I'm seeing a weekly therapist. Highly recommend. Um, every Monday, and I was called in to like work to nanny on Monday. And my Zoom meeting was at 10 a.m. And Carrie, the mom, asked me if I could work at, like, 8. And I said, oh, sorry, I have a meeting at 10. I can come in after. Like, I'm, I don't ever work Mondays frequently. But then she's like, oh, what is the meeting? Like, maybe you could do the Zoom downstairs in our basement. And I'm just like, no, I'll, I'll see you at 1130. And then I told my therapist this later, and she was like, good for you for setting those boundaries. Because yeah. also yeah. with the therapy no. appointment, you never know where it's going to go. Uh-huh. Like, there's some yeah. I end the therapy leaving, like, in a good mood. And then there's other times I, like, the other day I started crying about my cat, Chloe, <laughs> still. Yeah. But it's like, and then my therapist was saying, that's a good step in taking care of your mental health by setting those boundaries by not having to say yes to any like it's just such a personal thing no but that like helped me even start the week strong to be just like okay oh yeah i'll see you at 11 30 i'm sorry his school was canceled because the snow but i have to do this for myself you know because i was almost like do i cancel therapy for more money and i'm like at the end of the day it's only a few you know what like a few more dollars in my paycheck it's like i just so yeah prioritizing that good for you maggie thank you guys little yeah that's amazing i love that and honestly i don't think like I try to talk to like Lindsay and be like, you all need to read this book and start like work because you deserve to set boundaries. And yeah, but I didn't like turning 33 this year. Something is like flipped for me and I'm just kind of like more, I'm like taking care of myself more and I'm not so really glad. caring like what people think. Like, you yeah. know, like, no, this is what I do. And yeah. Well, yeah. And me. other people's <laughs> issues like aren't, 
yours. Like, sometimes I make other people's issues my own. Yeah. Like if no, and then yeah. Meg, you are very sensitive, and you do absorb yeah. other people's mm-hmm. emotions. So it's good that you're learning that. You yeah, know, I I was listening again to CPR and PR, and there was um, an interview with a man from South Africa, and he became a U.S. citizen, and he said some things that. I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget that it's a worldwide pandemic. Sometimes yeah. I'm caught in my own little bubble. And I'm thinking, right. oh, here we are in Colorado. and For the United States. Mask, and it's it's yeah. around the world. And okay. everyone is impacted. And he's he talked about perspective. And that we in the United States, of course, we know we are privileged. But I think we forget. We can order something on Amazon and it comes in two days. Totally. Like we're not other parts of the world or other parts of our country. That's not the case. I was thinking about one of my students in the graduate school. She's working in a school where 80% of the students are free-reduced lunch. So they just make the whole school free-reduced lunch. Mm-hmm. And, there, I mean, we, we yeah. are in a place of privilege that we can even be on a Zoom call mm-hmm. that, oh, totally. yeah. that has the opportunity so but it, i know it's still hard so I, i'm also wondering how are your students doing Meg? like what are what are students doing to take care of themselves what are you finding works for them because mm-hmm. they've had to adapt yeah also. like what do you tell them they should do if they like are seeking out advice mm-hmm so my big thing is we like, need to be flexible and like your your stuff comes before assignments right now like it's just the way it needs to be and I think that like I was like we can't fit this how school was into this remote space like it's just not it's yeah. never gonna be the same and it's funny because we were just, I was having this conversation with some colleagues but so the first thing I do is like try to just talk with the students and families if they're feeling stressed about grades or whatever. I'm like, no, we're all not, you know, we're in a pandemic. We are in, you know, this racism that's going on. We are in all these things and like we need to give ourselves a break. But something I've been, I'm going to try to do a better job of this too is create spaces for students to kind of have each other. Like I think we have the class stuff down. We have the how we're grading, how students are checking in, but, like, that social connection, I think we're lacking, and that's, and I think probably all schools feel that way, is, like, yeah, we know how we're going to grade students, and when they log on to their Zoom meetings, how are we creating space for them to just, like, be? Like a club online or something like like that, or? Yeah, so a couple of things I'm doing next week, I'm doing mindfulness. Uh, Well, first, what we're doing is our student support team is putting out, we're going to have, like time slots where staff is like staffing a uh, hop in uh, Google Meet so students can get support because it's the end of the quarter too so if they, they can get support around like um, academic stuff, election support, oh, um, oh that's good. venting, you know just like being with community and then I'm doing mindfulness activities in the afternoon so I'm doing like a mindfulness with music, journaling um, there's like a different theme every day so people can kind of choose what's for them because I think that's another thing, making mindfulness more accessible. It doesn't have to be this, like, woo-woo yeah. yoga lady thing, you know? So Yeah, you can to... find mindfulness, and you don't have to be, like... I think people connotate sometimes mindfulness with, like, oh, I have to do, yeah, yoga or meditate or, like whatever but can I share what one of my students did for a mindfulness lesson where she had mindfulness with eating and so she had mm-hmm. like a di- some different types of like five different food items and they had to be blindfolded and tasted oh. and take their time and she works with some high energy um high needs students and she said they loved it 
and she had um, she had a grape, but then she also had an olive, you know. So, but just teaching them, oh yeah, I feel like so let's slow down. Totally. So mindful. But I love that, Meg, that you're doing that. Well, I think that yeah. give them the choice also to jump in if they want to. So they would exactly. log on to your yeah. meeting time and just yep. be there. Yep. And I invited staff too, but the one I really like is. Um, and it has a word, but it's basically journaling. And what you do is you journal for 10 minutes without even thinking. Mm, so like you just good. journal exactly what comes to your mind for 10 minutes. And in this one, like I have little slides that I show. And in this one, I'm like, whatever comes up, like emotions are good. Are you feeling mad? Do you have rage? Good. And I think sometimes the way, like, um, we're not just always supposed to be quiet and sit. It's like sometimes getting out some of that. Totally. Stuff being like I am pissed and that's okay yeah so creating that space yeah um, oh that sounds well, so bottling good. emotions up I'm sure we've all found is not you know you have to release them some way whether it's working out journaling seeing a therapist talking oh. to a friend mm-hmm. I have another example of mindfulness am I allowed to just yes. My yes, yeah, you can share. Of course, you're allowed. <laughs> no, we decided to some boundaries, and we yeah. said only Meg and I can share. My boundaries, I will See, be talking this whole time, and you'll be Yeah. <laughs> it's your podcast, Maggie, but do your, do, we don't want you. Uh, Go ahead, Meg. Again, back to my therapist, um, which also, I feel like therapy has been even more talked about in 2020, and mental health, which yeah. is good. And I think yep, it is talking about it, and I want to do a better job of whatever talking about it. But my therapist told me to do, um, and you guys obviously probably both know this th- uh, method is the shifted thinking or whatever, where you, I think it's called shifted thinking, shifted focus. Like when you're, I feel like my mind a lot races just about different <laughs> things. And she said, when I feel like I'm, my mind is just going like, fast I just have to shift my focus to just be like okay this is what I'm doing right now like if I'm watching tv or today I was blow drying my hair and I'm like just thinking literally about living like literally I was like blow drying my hair feels so good you know and usually I feel like I blow dry my hair and I'm thinking about what I have to do today what this person (laughs) said three days ago you know um so that's been helping me but it is crazy that you literally have to like train I feel like I have to train my brain to do that Um, yeah well, that's what meditation is. So yeah. I did a, oh, it's been like five, five years now. I did a five day silent Vipassana meditation retreat. Mm. I don't know. Uh, that. Um, that sounds so good. Where was it? In Oregon? No, it was in Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. So it was five days and you don't like, you leave your phone in the car. You don't speak the whole time, which wasn't the hard part. The hard part wow. was meditating. Like you meditate all day. Um, but like, what I learned there is all meditation is, is that practice of getting back into the moment mm-hmm. yeah. and finding whatever that anchor is. So like the anchor can be your breath, which it's most, it's mostly your breath, but like the music when I did, I was like, today your anchor is listening to a song and coming back to the lyrics or the beat or the rhythm or whatever. Yeah. Um, nice. To like truly be in the moment. So like your anchor, Maggie was your, your hair. Like, yeah. Feeling like, your hair, yeah. like thinking about your hair, and it's, um, and I was like, that's I like that. Or even, practice. yeah, or even mom, you said with the girl, like tasting the food. It's like, mm-hmm. how yeah. often do we have a meal without even like thinking what we're eating? Yeah. You know, Slowing just down. scarfing it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this, tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's, that's but, really tangible to give to your students, Meg. Like they yeah. could just think of something that in their mind, an experience, a song, a poem, or holding on to you know something that helps yeah. remind them. Like we have when we went on our big walk last year in New Zealand. Well. We did take a rock. <laughs> Are you not allowed to? But we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just one. No one cares. <laughs> I know. But I mean, if someone has an issue, reminds, they can. I'll bring it back. Now, well, so meditation is big. Um, and Max sent something, Maggie. I know, so I saw that. On, Max got us on to TM. So we've been doing, I've been doing TM in the morning, especially. But Max sent something recently to us as a family and... Um, I know I haven't done about a breathing. It's like a breathing 10 minute activity and taking okay. deep breaths and the yeah. oxygen to the brain. And he said it makes him feel so much better. And it's mm-hmm. just the breathing mm-hmm. exercises. I know. Something so simple. Oh. Ah. He's been doing, oh. I saw he did like, it's like 30 consecutive days. I'm like, wow. Oh, meditation. meditation. Yeah. He is yeah. very, Max is very mentally, I feel like, in tune with himself these days yeah here we are we, I feel like we always mention Max on the podcast he probably listens <laughs> and, and is like hi Max or I'll mention Charles or like the last one of our podcasts Charles calls in or called mom when we were recording and she's like oh Charles like it's like he gets roped in <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, so Meg, I want to ask a little bit more about you and Ethan. So we talked mm-hmm. earlier in our episode series, Max, we talked about acts of love. Oh, and good I, one. Yeah. You know, I think about what Richard and I do. So oh, the yeah. favorite thing that Richard does for me is he makes the coffee the night before. So all I do is press the button and he always makes the bed. Like mm-hmm. he's the one who makes the bed, and that to me, if that bed is not made, boy, oh boy, does he get it? No. <laughs> well, your love. So his love language to you, mom, is acts of service. Oh, acts of service. That's right. What so is yours to, to him? You and, um, I don't know yet. I think, but Meg, Meg, I'd like to hear with you. I'll come back to that, Meg. I'm thinking what that is with Richard. Hmm. Anyway, Meg, what are you and do you and Ethan have different? Yeah. So actually, I wrote something down. It was the first thing I wrote down. I was kind of like trying to think about my mental health, and I remember. So like Ethan's like my best friend, but also my best supporter on my mental health, and is just the best. So when I was having a hard time last year. Um, he was there for me, but, um, something he started saying when we first started dating is I'd be like, Oh, I don't feel good. And he'd be like physically or emotionally. And I was like, Oh, opening up that, um, yeah, that is so true. Yeah. And I, he just said that himself. So, um, yeah, give it up for (laughs) Ethan. When he acts the service, too. <laughs> yeah, so the acts of service. So, um, Ethan does, like, the hard things of, like, no, it's true. Like, if it's 7 o'clock on a Sunday, there's no way I'm going to get groceries. I will wait. I will, I will not do it. You'll make do. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to bed or whatever, be on the couch. And he will go. And, like, he will do the groceries at oh. 7 o'clock Aww. on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. um he does like I do a lot of the like morning stuff so I'll do like the breakfast and the coffee um but he does like the dinner so he's more of a night person oh good would. me He'll, too like, Ethan the car you know um, oh good if we're going on a trip he's really good at packing the car I 
What am I good at? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ethan, what does May do for you? in the car and <laughs> sleeping. That is literally me. Literally. That is so funny. No, I do uh, learning stuff, and I think I do little, like, picking up and the house thing. I'm sure you do a great job, Meg. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Ethan's over there, like, seeing, like, thinking yeah, to himself, like, what does do she do? Ten, yeah, like, I do these ten things, and I'm only hearing, like, one thing. So yeah, yeah, she's like, uh, yesterday. No, but I think what's... The thing about us is, like, we truly will, like, last night, he, like, I could tell Ethan was tired, but he'll just, like, push through, and I was like, I'm going to do the dishes, and he was like, no, I feel guilty, and I was just like, lay down, like, you're tired, it's fine, and I think we, I think we, like, get each other when yeah. you know, we, like, oh, that's back sweet. each other up, so. That's so sweet. I think another part of what we do is we just, like, back each other up just so much, like, we're just... If we're in an uncomfortable situation or conversation, we always know that we have the same values and that Mm -hmm. we're going to be 100% on each other, like have each other's back no matter what. And that's really important. Totally. It's funny because we were in kind of a difficult conversation the other day and actually said like to the person, I was like, in this family, like, this is what we do. And it felt really good. Like, I was like, oh, really have, like, we're so, um we talk a lot about like what we believe and yeah like you're in line with your yeah which is huge and th- this is this political landscape is very stressful for yeah everyone and I think obviously we all have our preferences of what will happen next week but regardless it has divided mm-hmm. many families and friends mm-hmm. and or just just we can't, strain we have, to, them, we have yeah. to set boundaries and we were in that same situation where we were not at all aligned with um, some friends, and we had to just set the boundary and not communicate yeah. with uh-huh. them because it was too upsetting. And it was <laughs> there was a space where there was an unwillingness even to engage in the conversation. So we're like, okay, uh-huh. we know what we have control yeah. over, and we uh-huh. can't. And it gets exhausting too because uh-huh. part of it is we want to educate and try to influence yeah. others but if they're not willing or open I'm, I'm then fine. that's a waste of energy and totally where what do we have control over and that's the other thing that i've seen on you know maybe social media or something think about the things now that you do have control over yeah mm-hmm. and that will help and mm-hmm. so this is a hard, this pandemic is hard for everyone, mm-hmm. but we do have control over our mind and our thoughts mm-hmm. and our acts and moving around and getting out or, you know, mm-hmm. going for a walk if we yeah. can. Or. And I think the pandemic has um, made everyone take a step back and kind of, you know, be with family more. Like, I feel like I've seen mm-hmm. every member of our, I mean, I live in Denver, but... You know, the boys came home for quarantine, and Uh it's just, like, taking that step back where it's, like, I feel like life was so go, 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 the next achieving thing, and it's, like, okay, if business is closed, like, you know, people just have to readjust and reevaluate, but, yeah, and, yeah, we are so lucky, and I feel grateful, but there are days that's still hard, even if it's, like, a small issue, you know? Yeah, it's no doubt. I think because I am, you know, obviously, like, we have a home, we have jobs, like, thinking of all the privilege. And, like, so 
my big thing this year too is been like yes and so two things mm. can be true at once and um, oh. it's honestly like it's really helped and I um, I say all the time but it's so it it makes so much sense so like yes like I am you know I am or yes like people have lost their jobs people are yeah. being affected there's all this and it's also, um, I, there are days I struggle too. And totally. Are, you know what I mean? And I think so, like two things can be true at once. And I think yep. it has helped me with my mental health. Like, yes, I have a lot of privilege and I can have hard days sometimes. Yes. And I think, um, making both of those true, like gives, um, thought to the fact that there's so many things that are okay right now for me. And also gives thought and honor to like, also I, you know, these things are stressful. Yeah, so, totally. Um, and, and it can be for everything, yeah. you know, like, yes, you love, you, you want to be there for your best friends and you need to set your own boundaries too. Totally. Uh, so that's been. Amazing. Or like, yes, you can have sympathy for the world and the issues, but you also have to, I don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, I get it. Yeah. But I also, can we go back to what Ethan said? So he was saying, if you, how do you feel, what did he say, physically versus emotionally? Yeah, so if I'm like, oh, I don't feel good, and he'll say, he'll say physically or emotionally. See, I love that because I feel like there's a lot of times I, and with anxiety and, you know, having it my whole life, I'm like, there are times I I feel, like, physically sick, but it's just from anxiety. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like maybe is becoming more talked about and more recognized. But I remember when I was a high school student, too, I would just have days I'm, like, knots in my stomach and just, like, could not go to school, you know? So so hard. So I love that because it's like, yeah, you can – or sometimes I'd be like, I have a headache. When I didn't, it was just, like, I felt – I felt like I needed to say something physical was happening for people to give me a little bit of slack. How much our thoughts thoughts do influence our feelings. So changing your thoughts can change your... And there's so much, obviously, mind, body, spirit interaction with all. But I was thinking of something else that you said, Meg, too, that the and space and I'm working with the grad I want to hear how Lindsay's enjoying her graduate school number one I'm hoping she is as a future counselor in training she is I was like mm, you really want to do this she's like stop is she doing <laughs> online right now she is yeah okay yeah. she's um I think she's going to interview um, my other school counselor friend. She she's going to interview me, but she can't do family. So, uh, well, but there was some of the counselors that I'm working with, the graduate students. They were I'm teaching a class called Social Cultural Foundations, and we're get, going through all the isms. And they were saying how how challenging it would be if you're counseling a client or a student who is. A polar opposite of your belief system, whatever that is. And we talked about find some way to develop, find a space where there's that connection. Mm-hmm. Try to develop that space yeah. between the two of you where you can connect with them on something mm-hmm. to help yeah. be pre- to be present. And that's what it's all about in the counseling world. Not mm-hmm. all. That's, but a big part of it is that connection that feeling of connection and understanding and presence. And so even though you might not agree with their religious or political views or whatever, mm-hmm. if you can find something 
to connect with. And I'm so glad. And Maggie, I'm grateful that the telehealth virtual counseling is working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I really. And you like it online? You're Irwin. Yeah. It's, um, so yeah, I just felt like I needed to, you know, speak to someone. I just feel, felt like. I feel like there's times in my life I feel good mentally and I don't really need to talk about anything, you know, but, you know, going through a breakup and pandemic and whatever was just a lot. So I was like, I need to speak to someone. And for the longest time, I thought just therapists weren't even working. I don't know why. I I just thought like, oh, no one's meeting, whatever. I'll just do it after the pandemic or whatever. And then finally (laughs) I decided, um, you know, you, mom, you sent me like a list of counselors that, or told me to look up counselors that cover our insurance, whatever. And then yeah. Sonder Mind, S O N D E R. Oh, good shout out. Yes, shout out. Mind, M I N D, is the platform I meet with my therapist on. So I think she has her own practice. So that's the platform she uses to conduct her business. But it's really easy because I just brawl to bed. <laughs> Or, like, I I just do it. I don't have to. I feel like the stress sometimes is, like, getting to an appointment and parking. And in Denver, there's always, like, paid meters for parking. It's just, like, stressful. So I literally just pop on my video. And it doesn't feel like it's any more of a disconnect. Yeah. And if the quality is lower, we, like, end the video and then restart it. So, but she's been great, you know. And sometimes she'll be like, I see there's tears in your eyes. And I'm like, no, I'm just tired. (laughs) But I'm like, I guess, I I don't know if you guys are trained to do that too, but Claire said, because Claire's studying, um, she's in grad school for counseling as well. Counseling as well. Um, But she says that they're learning to like say that, like with patience to be like, I see there's tears in your eyes. And one day I'm like, no, I literally haven't had my coffee. Like, I'm just like literally rubbing my eyes still. I, I like how you brought your eyeball right up to the camera, yeah. Maggie. You're like, ooh. You're like, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, she's been great because, anyway, so that's been helping me immensely because Good. sometimes I feel like I'm okay. on top of my mental health and then other weeks it's worse. So That's normal. Um, I have a... Oh, yeah, linear, like, hot, like, another thing about time, and I think we've all been feeling weird about time, too, once the yeah. pandemic hit, yeah. but also, like, this linear time is not, like, time is so cyclical, and think of, like, seasons and yeah. cycles, and we try to think, okay, we did this for mental health, and now we're going to have this outcome, and I think that's kind of, like, harmful to ourselves, too, because we're expecting... Yeah we're never going to feel bad again. But if like something that's been helpful for me is to think of things in like a cycle. Totally. And lately, I forget where I saw it, but I saw something and it was like, pay attention to how you feel during like certain times of the year and then mm. you can prepare for it. So like winters are so hard for me. I Same. eat January and February and really most of March too. Um, so like, but like, let yourself have that time. Like, maybe be softer with yourself. Oh. Maybe don't plan all that stuff. You know, and yeah, like don't force it. Yeah, energy in the fall. Totally. And energy in the summer. So, um, no, I agree. Preparing man. instead of like masking it, I think is um, kind of powerful. Yeah, great way to put it. I Embrace love that. that feeling because we have today that's what we have is now yeah and even if it's hard or whatever you know the gratitude you know I always talk to Maggie and the kids about 
to start that day of thinking what yeah. you're grateful for and it can just change your mind totally. and your mood so much like I have my health I have a yeah. roof over my head or well there's that um, just have food yeah in it. you know the basics I know it sounds really basic but we have to remind ourselves totally. yeah. well there's totally. that five minute journal I have mm-hmm. um have you have it yeah mine is two minutes Oh, I Actually, love that. Ethan, Ethan got this for me in our winter months. Oh, Ethan, is it. Ethan still there listening? Yeah, he is. Can he say hello? Oh, yeah, Ethan, yeah, come on in. Want to come say hi? Let's talk to Ethan about how he takes care of his mental health. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ethan, you get know, on in here. Sport, we, have, we have listeners who would be very interested to hear from your perspective what you, you do for self-care. Yeah, Meg, we're actually done with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, Meg, bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now on to the show. I've been preparing for this for years. <laughs> so the table is what do you do to take care of yourself, Ethan? What kinds of things when you get stressed or frustrated or need? time for yourself i think that most time i think most time just like going outside yeah it's probably the best thing that i can do for self-care but like i don't know like going on a you walk can't around I, I can't sit around very well at all so yeah, yeah i'll play games or go outside oh. yeah i saw that you <laughs> built something and i'm wondering what that thing is it's like a platform of some sort what is yeah, it going, uh, little kid mode. It's a uh, somerset, which is like a, a thing to hit a rail on skis. Oh, oh. like a little ramp. Yeah. Yeah, so Ethan, you're a good skier. I've seen videos. Yeah, he can do backflips and stuff. So, Ethan, wow. So it's done, and you're ready to slide down it and practice. No, I ran out of screws and yeah. wood, so and my math skills. It doesn't look very sturdy, yeah. but. Um, are you gonna? I love that though. Like building things probably makes you feel good to not only the end result, but just creating and designing, being in the moment. Oh yeah, I I love to build stuff. I haven't gotten to do it very much in the last few years because we lived in the apartment, but now that we have a house, it's so much easier. Yeah. Did you like playing with Legos growing up? Yeah, I love playing with Legos growing up. I'm into Legos big time. Okay, look at this. I have a Lego. A woman. Sorry. She has a laptop. <laughs> It's a computer scientist. But anyway, I want to tell you what happened. So Lego Education is a branch of Lego. And it's all of, and they have some SEL, social emotional learning um, curriculum now to work with kids, especially at home. And it's all about building and doing some activities. And so I was sitting in a Zoom meeting a week ago and I was kind of bored and so lego education sent me some of these little packages because we're going to be doing a conference coming up with counselors so as i'm sitting in this meeting i wonder if i have it here i'm sure i do i start following the patterns and i'm building the lego and i felt so good when i was done i built like a little house i built like a dinosaur, tiny, like classic. Like I built a house. Oh, cute. Mom. And it's like basic thing. But then I realized this made me feel good because I was doing something with my hands. Yeah. And and thinking in a different way. And that's what yeah. you do, Ethan. Yeah. You build. It's funny because one time he finally said to me, because I could sit for hours. Like Same. I love to sit and talk. And so we like we would be at like a bar or a restaurant and I'd, I'd be like this is so fun we're talking 
Nathan would be like, all right, let's go to the next spot. And I'd be like, oh, like, we're just, we're having a nice conversation. But then he said to me, he was like, my, he said, my skin crawls when I'm, when I like sit for too long or I'm not doing something like with yeah. my hands. And I was like, well, I'm glad you told me that. Like, yeah. I don't want your skin to crawl. So. <laughs> So now I'm more understanding, and I'm like, yes, let's go to the next spot. That's your love language, Meg, making sure his skin doesn't crawl. Well, I want you to get Legos. Go get some Legos. I think you need to the desk but actually i sent some to max too i sent him a set because he loves puzzles here we are max talking too. about max again um <laughs> it's a mom daughter uh, and max podcast I know, no. man, Nathan. well we well, won't take up all your night meg because i know you yeah. have some self-care to get to well actually we're gonna go for a run tonight because <gasps> it's something we haven't um so, so it's we're gonna start that up yeah we're gonna run to our friend's house just a mile and a half we'll wear our headlamps Good for Are you, you going to go talk to your friend? Yeah, so he has a climbing wall in oh. his, that he built in his garage, so I think we're just going to climb a little bit. Oh, I didn't know if you go that. to your friend's house, touch the door, and then run home. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Bring the doorbell, run away. Well, I know. You guys are the best. Married I want to come visit soon. Well, thank you, Meg, for thank you, Meg. one, being... Boost our ratings. Boost our ratings. Have you on for a while too because there's people that follow me or our podcast who were also brides during the pandemic too that had to yeah. shift um yeah a lot of things so i know and obviously you're just the best you know <laughs> so be careful be careful when you're climbing up that wall mate just make sure you hold on yeah um thank you ethan for your input as well Okay, that is the episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, Meg, for being on our podcast. We love you. We're so grateful to have you not only as family, but also a good friend to both my mom and I as well. Follow us on Instagram at What's Your Take Pod or my personal at Maggie Mae Stewart. We're starting a newsletter soon, um, so stay tuned for that. Also, I feel like I should say this because I've been listening to other episodes or other podcasts and they all say this. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like this and maybe like leave a little comment because I guess it helps our ratings, which is fun, right? Um, Awesome. Okay. Until the next episode, I hope you all put your mental health first. Take care of your mental health. Yeah. Hopefully you took something from this episode. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.